When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the word solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. Hello, hello, welcome to episode 26 of Productivity Meets Party Podcast, Party Squad. We have been doing podcasts officially for six months now. Isn't that, that's literally wild. It's crazy. I'm literally shook by the fact that I've been doing podcasts for six months and I haven't missed a week. Let's go. If you've been listening since day one, or if this is your first episode, thank you so much for pressing play today and tuning in. It truly just means so much, and I love you, and uh, I just, I'm just so grateful that you're here with me today, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast, leaving reviews, and messaging me about the episodes that hit you like a rock. I truly appreciate it. Growing a podcast is honestly probably one of the hardest platforms to grow on, so I truly appreciate all the listeners tuning in every single week and everyone just sharing the podcast, telling a friend, and sharing on their stories, and leaving a review. It truly It means a lot and I truly appreciate you. I appreciate you spending the time with me each week and I just appreciate you taking the time to leave a review because time is money. Time is money and I know that your time is valuable so just thank you. I appreciate that you're here with me today and if this is your first time, welcome to the party. You are officially here and I'm super excited to have you. My name is Perry Richardson. You can call me Party Perry. I love to party, but I also love to have a successful life. I like to have fun, but also make money. I like to turn up, but also have amazing relationships with my family and friends. We do it all here. I teach you how to get all your stuff done while you have fun. I feel like I mixed up my tagline, but it's okay. It's okay because we are here living out our lives, living out our dreams and really trying to become our fullest potential. I have to just say right now it's 10:20 p.m. on um, Pacific Standard Time. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Technically right now I'm in Henderson and I'm babysitting right now. And I just need to get the podcast done. I'm just like, I'm just going to do the intro. So I'm currently right now um, in their guest bedroom. I put the baby to sleep. The two kids are upstairs doing what they, I don't know what teenagers do. Hopefully nothing bad. But I'm watching two teenagers and a baby. The baby's asleep. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that I totally can be an entrepreneur and have a whole family, a whole ass family. So I can do it all and you can do it all. But it's Thursday night here and I'm in their guest room and I just, I'm just very happy to be able to record a podcast anywhere at any time, 
If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I was a terrible boss. So today I'm like, I need to get it done. It's Thursday. So Caitlin can have it by Saturday. Actually, I'm going to have it done by Friday. Let's go. So yes, we're doing things. We're doing things here. So what are you doing this week? Are you getting your shit done this week? Because let's go. Let's let's figure it out (laughs) and let's let's get it together. Let's get it together. Besides getting it together, I have a very amazing guest on the podcast today. I have a great friend that I've had a pleasure to meet in person, Candy Diva. She is a Colorado raver who have had the pleasure to meet in person. She is the third guest that I've actually met in person, which is crazy. The first one was Doug, my boo. We actually have two episodes together. Episode four, which is all about savings and investing. Doug actually bought his first house in his 20s. Okay, show me. Show me, like, how do I do it? Go to episode four. We talk about all about savings and investing. And Doug actually owns multiple properties here in Las Vegas um, in his 30s and nowadays. Plus, we have a episode about relationship advice. Um, it's episode 14. We talk about our love story and what it's like. Um, being an interracial couple and we actually have a very large age gap I believe it's eight or nine years I think it's eight um so we talk about the challenges with that and with our family and all that good stuff so that is episode uh, 14 I'm trying to like go on my nose I wrote a very detailed script for you guys today then I have Sunflower Raver on episode seven talking about her clothing line and what you need to do to sell out on your first launch. But Alex, welcome to the podcast. You are my third guest to have on the podcast that I've actually have given a hug to in person. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I brought Alex on the podcast because I really want to showcase diversity and inclusion on the podcast I'm a black woman who's Jewish and there's a lot of stuff and a lot of challenges that I go through and I just want to let everyone know that I see you and that I support you and this needs to be discussed and it won't be the last time that we talk about this on on my podcast. So I'm very excited and I'm very thankful and I'm very proud that I'm able to have six months a podcast going on and I'm very thankful that Alex came on the podcast to talk about diversity inclusion today. In this episode we talk about the challenges of being a person of color and being a content creator, how brands can show their support, and also ways that consumers can keep brands accountable and so much more this is a great episode so thank you Alex for coming on the podcast I cannot wait to see you again girl and I just love you so much this episode should have been episode one and I'm sorry that it wasn't but I'm happy that I'm able to discuss these topics and I just want everyone to know that I'm here for you and I support you and that you were seen So thank you, Alex, for coming on the podcast and thank you for supporting the community and thank you for supporting diversity and inclusion and just loving all people. All right, let's roll the clip. 
What's up, Party Squad? I am here with a very special guest. I am super honored to have her. She's one of the guests that I've actually met in person and actually like had a real rave experience with. And she's the most requested guest on the podcast. So I'm super excited to air this conversation to the Party Squad. So welcome to the podcast, Alex. Hi, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I'm so grateful you invited me and that so many people wanted me to be on here. I can't wait to talk about all the things we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know a lot about you, but where are you located and what do you do? I am currently located uh, in Denver, Colorado, let's say. It's like 10 minutes outside of Denver, but very close. And I currently work at a children's residential mental health facility as an overnight direct care provider. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> How is that? That's, that's not my dream job by any means at all, but it's it's interesting. It's something that I never really like thought I was going to do, something I actually never really heard of until I started the job, but pays nice. I like working overnight hours. It's, I would, I kind of want to say it's rewarding, but it's, it's just very different. Not easy, of course, mm -hmm. but I don't mind it. I get paid time off in medical care. So, you know, big girl job doing the thing. <laughs> I feel that my job too. It's okay, but we got that PTO. So we get in that 401k. So. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I have this job to like rave. That's why I have this job. <laughs> What's your favorite music festival? EDC, definitely. It was my first my first ever uh, live music experience was EDC 2012. So I went, fell in love with the scene and the music and never stopped. I didn't know um, 2012 was your first. Mine was 2015 EDC LV. Ooh, I've heard, I didn't get to go to that one that year. I went to Paradiso instead, but Ooh, okay. I heard that was one of the best ones ever. Very jealous. That was like uh, Calvin Harris's big like yeah like, his last big, time uh, performance that was like one of his top uh, performances yeah so I'm very mad that it was not there but I had a good time at parody so as well it was my first like camping festival then and I got to go with like 30 people so that it was a good experience as well but I'm still upset I miss Calvin Harris of course that's funny <laughs> that you say that because that was my first music festival and I've always been a Calvin Harris fan. Like he really kind of brought EDM like on the radio, him and Skrillex. And I was like, I'll see him again. No worries. Bruh, never performed oh. <laughs> at a music festival ever oh, again. No. <laughs> That's so sad, sad. He's been gone this whole time doing whatever <laughs> the hell he's doing. <laughs> right. He's like waiting for him to show up like, hey, bro, that was really cool. Can you do it again? Because I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> one day we'll see him. I wanted to start doing this with guests. Typically I do it like as the intro of the podcast, but like that's a lot of time. So I was like, I'm gonna do it with a guest. We're just gonna get it over with. So okay. <laughs> um your see a chug send a chug moment of the week. It's something that you're thankful for that you want to share. Okay. Um I'm thankful for this week. Um, I got to just get a lot of stuff done. I have two trips back to back that I'm planning uh, for. So I'm going to visit uh, my friend in California, uh, Catalina Island. So I bought like my ferry ticket. I got my plane ticket. I like kind of got to finally tell, like make some plans of what I'm doing for those three days or four days I'm going to be there with her. And then the week after that, I'm going to Electric Zoo in New York. So I finally got around to paying the guy whose Airbnb I'm staying in and I made my I booked my flight so I just got a lot of stuff done for the trips that I'm going on at the end of this month and I thought that was very important and I'm very proud of myself for finally just sitting down and focusing and doing it 
I'm really bad at doing that sometimes. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm the same way. I booked, finally booked my Lost Lands plane ticket and rent a car last weekend. So something off the to-do list for sure. Yep. (laughs) So your party foul, what is a life lesson that you had to learn the hard way this week? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a life lesson, but I haven't been making as much candy as I want to. I have a lot more free time right now and would like to, I was planning on using it to stock up on candy and make cups, make curlers, and I really just haven't. And I know I'm going to be upset when I go somewhere and I don't have enough candy to give to people. So I need to get back on it. <laughs> My name is Candy Diva. I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you got to. And I love all the candy behind you on the Rasta. <laughs> this is my Rasta wall. <laughs> hey. So much candy. I, I definitely love it. <laughs> mm. I haven't made candy in a long time, but I want to. But my party foul this week is I'm just so busy. I feel I never give myself breaks. I babysat this week, like over the weekend. First, I partied on Friday and didn't go to bed till 6 a.m. because I'm crazy. And then I had a babysit at 12 and I babysit Saturday through Monday. And I just felt like I never caught up on my sleep. So like all last week, I was just like, I'm fucking tired. (laughs) like why did I do this I'm so tired yeah you just sit down (laughs) so I'm definitely need to sleep that's my party foul is not getting enough sleep over the week okay (laughs) so why the name candy diva did you give yourself that name or did someone give you that I gave it to myself I don't really remember specifically why but my my name before candy diva was I want candy time and that was the name of my Etsy shop because I started my Instagram from like just posting all the candy that I had and turned out my Etsy shop so I could make extra money to go to more shows and go to festivals. Mm-hmm. So I want candy time used to be my name. And then when I started posting my outfits and my looks and like my adventures from raving, I was like, it needs to be more than just my shop. And I, well, was trying to think of an adjective to describe myself. And one of the best things I got was Diva, Candy Diva. Because I'm definitely a diva. (laughs) And so that's just where where it's stuck. Nice. Cool. Do you still have the Etsy shop? Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) I got tired of making the same, like, requested candy over and over and over again. This wasn't really my thing. I love making custom candy for people, and I did pretty well with that. But over the years, a lot of people got less interested in candy, and they wanted more of the same, like, same thing over and over and over again Hmm. like the same millennium perler the marshmallow cuff and i just got tired of making it i couldn't i like having fun with my candy and being unique and making the same thing over and over again got really exhausting Hmm. for sure i can see that you're like making the same the phoenix and you got your x up you're like can you guys fix something else (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't like millennium or marshmallow why are these the ones they have to keep making (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's hilarious I want to talk about EDM spirit week and what inspired you to do that because that's actually how I found your profile was through EDM spirit week and that's how I found your beautiful yeah uh uh-huh oh I had no idea that's how you found me I'm glad that was like so successful because I found a lot of people through that um so I'm in this uh group chat on Instagram called sisterhood of the rave booties 
And at one point, someone like in the very early stages of quarantine posted just like basically a meme that had a spirit week on it. It was like Ray Spirit Week or something. And I saw it and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to change the themes a little bit, but I think I'm going to like do a rave spirit week since we have nothing else to do. And they're like, yeah, go for it. Okay. So then I just did it and started it. And I really liked it. Like a couple people, probably five people, six people participated in the first week. And the second week, it got a little bit bigger. Um, Yeah. And I really liked doing it. It Definitely helped pass the time and helped give me something to look forward to and helped like keeping us connected, which was a really big, important thing to do last year. Mm -hmm. That's how I kept, started it and kept doing it nice how do you um like think of the themes for each week i just thought of themes that like, could be that anyone could do basically like the neon things a lot of people have neon things in their closet already so just think of that disney like everyone could think of a disney character and probably can throw something together of an outfit that they might already have or something they might want stuff like that just common themes like themes that i also like put on my own outfits like I really want to do like a scary look today or I really want to do a floor look today stuff Mm -hmm. like that yeah are you still doing it no no I'm not I stopped doing that in August September ish of last year um it just kind of it was really nice having all those people uh participate and stuff but it got to the point where it's overwhelming I couldn't keep up with all the people participating which is really awesome um and I kind of just got burnt out from dressing up at home I missed going out after doing it let's see five times five 25 26 ish times 26 times dressing up at home at least um in the summer I was kind of just over it at some point yeah I feel like you get all cute and you're just in your house and you're like okay what's next <laughs> yeah I got tired of vacuuming the glitter in my own damn house mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. I want to, the reason why I brought you on this, on the show and why I look up to you so much is that you are not afraid to speak your mind, especially when it comes to diversity and inclusion. And it's just something that needs to be talked about on all platforms, on Instagram, Facebook, in person, especially on my podcast. I want to be able, I'm a person for all people and it's definitely an important topic to talk, talk about. And you're just like, perfect person to bring on and talk about this topic um I love (laughs) I love um on your highlights that you have your story highlights that you have the diversity highlight and you've had it for a very long time calling out brands for not being inclusive before it was a twin trend like quote unquote a twin trend why can I even say that (laughs) a trend geez um but what made you want to start that um I I guess where it kind of came from is I know how much of like a visual person I am and how people, they don't really like believe it if you just tell them that, hey, this page isn't inclusive. So I kind of just like thought of a way to show people what we see as a person of color every day, like how they don't post us that often. Like, yeah, they'll post one every two months of like a black person on their page and you'll just be like, cool, that's one person but then they have if they post three times a day and it's all the same looking person then you're just kind of gonna get frustrated and you're gonna feel like you don't belong there and I wanted to find a way to make people see what we see through our eyes and how we see what other pages are posting and how they post yeah 100 percent. I like how you said like 
being like belonging and it's like so true like why am I gonna follow this page if I there's no one that looks like me or you know it's the same 10 girls like over and over and over again and I like how you called out um I don't even know their name's irrelevant but that company today in the dms and like we're sorry that you offended you and we've had other messages like this it's like if you've had other messages like this then why aren't you fixing the problem like what's going on yeah, exactly. Like they apologize for offending us, but they don't really address that they're creating a problem. And that gets me every time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the USA EDM family. I mm-hmm. just, yesterday was on one a little bit and decided to call them out because I was reminded of that page's existence yesterday. And I was like, oh, they still haven't, still have not posted a black person on their page. And they were in my original uh, diversity and inclusion experiment. They were one of the pages and I got blocked from them blocked by them yeah. like mm-hmm. that day and that was back in early 2019 I think is when I did that so they still haven't posted a black race on their page in over two years that's unacceptable oh wow damn I didn't know that and they post consistently like they're always kind of on my explore yep. page like they're posting three times a day yep that's crazy it's the same girls and this the same yeah it's so frustrating sometimes I'll post the same girl within a two-week time span but then their excuse was that they just can't keep up with the tags mm, yeah it's like no you it's can't. just all fishy all sketch you can't you can't you can't that's not an excuse sorry not sorry that's not an excuse just yeah. say you don't want to post us if you're not going to post us yeah and i agree like especially like you can easily go through tags like there's nine photos right away you can easily scroll you're already scrolling through your feed like i actually since they're blocked <laughs> Since they're blocked on my page, um, I was going through my resale rate page to see that's how I checked. Mm-hmm. And I actually went through their tags just to see like how often they weren't posting a black person. I found one of your posts from July 9th that you tagged them in and they hadn't posted. So it's like if you could find that, that was, and I was like, a month ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't take me that long, but I found your post. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think it's important for brands to showcase everyone just because like, especially in the rave scene, we're supposed to, you know, love each other and respect each other, like no matter what you look like, no matter what your body type is, and to have a platform so big, and not to represent anyone is honestly disrespectful. And it's like, you're not representing plur, like that's not plur at all. I agree. Yeah, the I am just such a big platform and, or person for to advocate that if you have a big platform, you need to use it to help others. Like, what's the point of having a platform if you're just going to promote yourself and only just be like, look at me, I'm amazing. Look at what I can do. I'm amazing. Look at what I can sell you. Buy from me. Like, you need to be doing more to help other people too. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think it's important for brands to showcase everyone? Um, like I said earlier, so that people can feel welcome and included to this uh, community. Um, I'm a big advocate. Like I said, I was like, I want everyone to be welcome. I want everyone to feel the way I feel when I'm at a rave and like the happiest, best moment of my life are at raves. And I just enjoy it so much. I enjoy the community in person. I feel like everyone's there. There's so many different look like looking people at a festival in a rave. Everyone can be who they are. And it's always such a great feeling. And if you don't see that and you're like an outsider, but you want to get in, you don't see that, you're not going to feel welcome. You're not going to want to take those first steps to be, be a part of that community because you don't think you belong there. Mm-hmm. 
I like as like a newcomer and like if you're just on Instagram and you just type rave or ravers or rave girls and then you just see the same type of girl over and over again and you don't look like them you're like okay like maybe this isn't you know place for me and I when I you know being black and loving EDM when I tell people I like EDM they're like but you're black I'm like okay like that's yep. just your perspective because you just see white people like at raves like there's a diversity there's blacks there's mexicans there's like indian like asian like pacific americans like what do you mean like i can't listen to EDM everyone everyone I- is there yeah yeah i can't like this music you don't you don't think that i can think that this song is a good song because of my skin color that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And I think also that's why it's important for brands, you know, to showcase everyone. So a newbie is not like, oh, well, this is only for this type of person or like that type of culture. It is because we do like it. We, we are out there doing what we love. Like it's, I don't understand why people think that you can only look a type of way to do it, but also that's just not true. It's not what's happening. They need to represent what the world looks like to everyone, not just one group of people Mm -hmm. I agree 100% I know last summer was a lot of emotions a lot of shit happened last summer a lot lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah did you see a shift of brands being more diverse yes yes I did I saw a bunch of brands doing a lot better for a little while it was really nice it was really inspiring and uplifting and a little bit comforting to know that people are finally listening brands are finally listening and willing to do better yeah I agree I definitely did see a lot of brands start to speak up um and then their voices kind of quieted down for sure do you feel the same way that was kind of just like a three four months like let's go and then they stopped Oh, yes, definitely. They, a lot of brands have definitely just stopped entirely. Um, I actually recently saw a festival hair braiding page. Like I just I, I don't remember why I was looking at her page, but I was looking at it and I read what she posted in June about how she's committed to showcasing more people of color and Black people um, in her braiding work because that's where braiding came from. And I had not seen one Black raver on that page since she posted that statement last June. Oh, wow. And it's been a year. Like, I can't believe it's almost September. It's been a full year since all that. Yep. It's been over, yeah, over a year. And so many people said so many things and a lot of people did not follow up on that. A lot of people stopped following up on that. So a lot of, yeah, it's, it was nice while it lasted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, but I agree. How (laughs) I definitely think um, being a brand, like, I think it's easy um, for you to be inclusive, like just look around, you know, pick some people, <laughs> be inclusive. But I definitely think pick <laughs> <laughs> <Like> some people, <laughs> pick anyone, bro. I, like... I just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, as a consumer, okay. it's kind of harder. So, how um, as a consumer can we keep brands more accountable? I just, but you got to speak up. A lot of people just need to say something and 
like make the brands aware that they can see that they're not doing good, that they're not, they didn't keep their promises to be more diverse and be more inclusive and to represent the rave community the right way that like, we just got to use our voice because no one's going to change anything if no one says that there's a problem. Mm, yeah, I agree. Like nothing's going to change. Like you need to speak up for sure. Do you yeah. think it's Rather, best- like, if you Go ahead. But even like you got to speak up with your money, like got to, I mean, that's what money talks. Money talks is important. So if you're going to keep supporting a brand that doesn't do better, then they're not going to change. They're not going to want to change. You got to either actually voice it yourself or speak up with your money. Both ways are good ways to hold these brands accountable at this point. Yeah. I like how you said money talks, but how can you keep them accountable? Do you mean like just not spending your money like at their store? Yes. Yes. I mean, by that, by not supporting, yeah, not supporting their business, not giving them any more business. Yes, for sure. I know there's been a huge thing, especially with dolls kills and a lot of larger creators continuously first they, you know, speak that it's not okay. And then they continuously support them. And I also think Mm -hmm. as dolls kills, not only not being inclusive, but also completely ripping off small businesses too. So it's like a both way like street of like, why are you supporting yes. someone who's ripping off small business owners who apparently you love, apparently, you know, you love small businesses and apparently you love people <laughs> of color, but, you, <laughs> but you're still supporting mm-hmm. those brands. But you're still supporting the one, one of the biggest brands that are against both of those things. Mm-hmm. Like how can you give them your money or how can you, tell people to give their money to that shop in good faith when you know that they're bad Mm -hmm. how can you promote them like that Mm -hmm. what are your feelings about it like how do you feel um seeing like creators that because there's a lot of creators that I truly loved and respected and kind of made me not respect them anymore so how do you feel watching big creators um just not so be supportive that was the exact word I wanted to use, disrespectful. Like I, they obviously don't care about me or anyone else, a person of color. Like they could say that they support us and that they are there to support us and like wish us all the best, but then they turn around and change their mind and be like, you know what? We've decided that this brand isn't racist. So you can be upset about it all you want, but I'm going to promote them and tell other people to buy for them. And I'm going to green light this brand. And that's, it's just disrespectful. You don't, they don't get to make that decision for us and for other people when they are not the one, the marginalized uh, people who are being affected by this brand in the first place. And it just, first I would take it super personally. And then I just realized that I don't need to because they aren't, they were never my friends. They were never people that I should be associating myself with. Like I should, I should not be sad about people who don't care about me. Yes, 100%, especially um, over the internet. Like, I've never met you. Like, you don't know anything <laughs> about me in my life. So I feel that for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, diversity is just a problem here in America? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, it's everywhere. Um, I actually recently have been following a lot of pages to help me like have a better relationship with Instagram. And I realized that most of the brands that are from the UK or Australia never really have posted a person of color. They always post Mm. the same looking girl 
so often and I needed to unfollow them and to step back from that. Even though I love their clothes and supported their brands at times, I just realized that they don't care. They don't think that there's a lot of other countries that don't think racism is that big of a problem right now. So they just don't feel the need to be diverse. Hmm. All right, thank you for bringing that to my attention because there's a lot of Australian brands that I follow <laughs> that they don't post any minorities or plus size or anything. Nope. I have one of my best friends is actually, she lived in the UK for about nine years. And she says like what she learned about um, African-American history and like diversity and racism is that <laughs> LLK died for all the white people's sins and uh, racism is over pretty much. That's how like they view racism in uh, the UK. And that's how they kind of teach it to the schools. Like LLK died and now racism is over. The end. And I'm like, that explains a lot. <laughs> holy shit that's literally that's fucking crazy yeah um, what especially like i love <laughs> oh my fucking god oh my fucking god you know what i also i love how people too are like well mlk like had a peaceful demonstration well you motherfuckers killed him too <laughs> he's dead now so what of it <laughs> <laughs> wow that's crazy <laughs> yep and like when i used her perspective like i learned a lot from her that was one of the friends that i've been best friends with for 10 years and i've learned a lot about how other places can perceive what racism is she had no idea mm-hmm. so like sometimes i'm just like yo like i used to have them pointed out to her but now that we've been friends for so long she sometimes sees it before i even see it now and i'm like oh damn okay yeah and also too i learned last year um like black wall street and the tulsa massacre no idea no one taught me that at all so there's so much stuff that i did not like know about myself and my own history and like everything it was just so heartbreaking to realize that there was so much about myself that i didn't know Mm -hmm. and there's so much about like my our people that i wasn't taught or no one brought up or people hid and it's so sad and heartbreaking yeah, everyone needs to look up Black Wall Street and Tulsa Massacre. I know they finally passed legislation. Do you know where it was? Oklahoma, and there Oklahoma. is a Hulu documentary out right now. Cool. Everyone needs to watch it. it. So crazy. Um, just thousands of African-American people be killed, murdered. They had their own, you know, town, like really being successful. Yeah. I what it that's was. where a lot of um black wealth was destroyed and it wasn't just like uh people with torches and pitchforks they had like actual war planes like it was military funded oh wow i didn't know that. i need to watch the doc- documentary about it yeah they, it was like systematically taken out by it was ridiculous mm-hmm. i got like most of the way through it but then i was like getting real mad and i was like i didn't take a break <laughs> Yeah, but even they just <laughs> passed it this year. Um, there were so many mass um, graveyards, burials, and they're now finally yeah. being able to dig and they're finding people. Yeah, yeah, they were buried in unmarked graves, like all of them. Mm-hmm. The people so that they could find. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's not just a problem in America, just because when um, George Floyd died, there was protests everywhere. I definitely think people were, you know, it hit home for everyone. Yeah, it was uh, the largest civil rights movement ever that happened because of how the global impact it had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and it just died out so quickly though no it's the fr- like most frustrating part that it's like already people have moved on and think that things have gotten better when literally nothing has gotten better at all yeah nothing <laughs> literally nothing nothing has changed nothing at all we got no laws to help prevent this we got nothing but yeah. one cop in jail one yeah out of what the four yeah yeah before mm-hmm. and then and I, it happened again the day he was sentenced guilty another cop killed another black person wow and i also like, feel yeah. so bad for brianna taylor like uh yeah i mean all of it it hurts yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's so it's, sad and frustrating mm-hmm. i think it's most frustrating just because like we're just out here like live you know daily you know life things and just because our skin is different that it's we're automatically a threat and I've experienced this sometimes in my life but I bet as a black male it's really hard to always be kind of on high alert every time I see like a brother walk in I'm like please be safe like be careful Yeah, and that's so, it's, I mean, yeah, you got to say, you got to make sure that they're good. You always got to hope that they'll make it home or wherever they're going to their next extra destination without getting stopped by a cop, which is a ridiculous thing to hope for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope that they don't get caught by a cop and killed by a police officer who was supposed to be protecting people. But now we know that was not their original intent in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's also the most heartbreaking thing is like supposed to serve and protect. And there's a lot of just distrust with police enforcement with people of color. And it's sad because like, in the like, we're, you're supposed to help and protect us. Like if someone like broke into my home or, you know, some shit happened, like if I was with a group of all my white friends and it was just me, like I would feel uncomfortable if they did call the police. Yep. Same. Same. I I feel like this is an obvious question, but I bet there are brands that are listening to the podcast <laughs> and are wondering how can they be more inclusive? So any tips for brands to become more inclusive and diverse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feel compelled to like reach out to a person of color and have them if at all possible in your realm of like capabilities to maybe send them a free product to help promote it or just to ask them advice feedback and how what they can do better like or what you can do better to make them feel more welcome to the page and welcome to the brand or like if you have never had a black person buy any of your products well try to figure out why like why do black people not want to buy your product why don't more types of people feel comfortable buying your products it's you gotta have like accessibility to all types of people and you want to be inclusive so you got to figure out what you're doing that makes people not invited to your product yeah i like that like you you need to reach out to other creators either going through your tags like see who are like tagging people like on your feed or on the story something also i realized um i feel like brands post like poc um creators like at the worst time like i've been posted at like six in the morning on like a sunday and i'm just yeah. like and it's like 11 30 p.m at night yeah <laughs> like, who's gonna see that yeah and i'm so obsessed with that mm-hmm. 
and then it makes me like think like are they doing this on purpose so they have a post and be like well see like black doesn't sell like this doesn't sell like we need to go to like the original plan so I definitely think everyone needs to be at like the equal playing field like you shouldn't post you know some girl at you know prime time and then you post a poc creator like the next day at like a random time when no one's on instagram like look at your insights yes you like help help like if that person is already like getting thousands of likes and you're posting them at peak time just to help them why are you helping them and you would be helping us have like a more level playing field but you're just going to take advantage of that and use them because you know they're going to sell more but you don't actually give us a proper chance in the first place. Yes. I think to takeovers for sure, having more um, black creators um, do more takeovers and Definitely. just be like more on, you know, pages or even like emails. I have a, I subscribe, I guess, to a lot of brands emails. I always get weekly emails and it's either about like them themselves or just people who don't look like me or any of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just another thing that I keep saying is that a lot of these bigger creatives and bigger influencers have groups of friends that are all white friends. And I'm like, if your social circle doesn't look diverse, then I feel like that's also something that you should, they should be reevaluating with themselves. Like, why is your entire group of 25 friends all white? That's not okay. That's not like, that's (laughs) definitely racism. That's racism right there. Yeah, I agree. And also too, like um, we did that show together, but like, I also don't want to be the only person of color creator there also. Like, I don't want to be your token person either. Yeah, I don't want to be the one person that makes everything okay. I'm not there to make Mm -hmm. your conscience feel better now. Yes, yes, I like that a lot. I feel like um, people do do that (laughs) to feel better about themselves. Like it isn't about us, it's about their own conscience and making them feel better. Like, well, I did like post this and like I did take a photo with her and she was like in the group at the time. Yeah, she was there kind of. And then we didn't really talk to her for the rest of the time, but she was there in the photos. Right, yeah, so it's okay. She was there, right? (laughs) She existed on our plate, like level. She was there with us. (laughs) We associated with her for a day. Who are your favorite POC creators? Uh, well, you, of course. <laughs> you are definitely <laughs> one of my favorites. I love all the things you do. I love how much fun you have. And I love style. Um, another one of my favorites is Chubby Wabby. Maria, I've gotten to hang out with her so many times. I love her. She's one of the sweetest souls uh, I've ever, ever gotten to meet and rave with. And... Um, who else? Um, Kawhi Moonshine is a yes. person of color creator. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. She's I so love her shop. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, me too. I wish I like. I wanted. I always post like videos of my roommate's dog Pugsley, but I always feel so weird like buying those for him because she never puts it on him, and I always feel like so weird. But I was like, what if I just put on this little hat? And she's just like, no. <laughs> but I love her shop, and I love her and how she's always promoting like so many different like minority shops she does so much for this community and i can't wait to see like where her page goes as well um did you just say three or did you just say just name them because i forgot how just, many names them. Them. <laughs> just you can just drop them okay uh oh um now that i'm here i'm drawing a blank <laughs> so that's how it always is right oh 
Um, Bird's Nest Mimi. I loved her. I loved meeting her at that drive and rave. She was such a sweetheart. And she is so pretty. So damn pretty. <laughs> um, and the, what's her Instagram name is Melon and Rave Bay. Love her. Yes. I, um, I have so many. Now that I'm like getting there, I'm like finding so many names. Um, Raving Legs, aka Balila. Yes, I, I love her. Uh, yes. Um, she stayed at my house for Global Dance Fest and was one of the dancers. And it was awesome. I love her. Her pole videos are so cool. I yes. love seeing her. Bless you. I love seeing her progress. And she's just like come so long, like a long way. I got to meet her actually she invited me to stay with her friends at edc lv in 2019 i got to like camp with her and her friends and that's how we met and it's been like great ever since and we're planning on hopefully doing holy ship one of these years together i'm um, gonna go with you that's just so my many of list. us out there that we could that <laughs> okay we can do this we can do this <laughs> i'm really happy it's no longer on a ship i'm terrified of cruise ships terrified of them so happy that it's going to be like you know one of those island all-inclusive events that's mm-hmm. way more my speed <laughs> um yeah there's just so many of us and i just don't understand why we don't why like it's just so hard for other brands and pages to promote us and to see us yeah i agree we are out here loud and ready to promote brands that actually care you looking know, about amazing. us yeah right looking bomb as fuck yeah looking bomb every fucking time if you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. looking like a perfect 10 everywhere all day all day long but nope they don't get our tags or something oh sierra raves that's who i was trying to remember mm-hmm. sierra she's so amazing i love all of her content and her confidence and her sass and her oh yes she's amazing and she's yes. always going to venues and always going to raves and i don't understand why people don't share her as well either yeah and she posts consistently too she's yeah. always posting she's always on the ground just like us <laughs> right yes <laughs> like where are you where are why are they posting us? i so don't understand yeah any last minute thoughts or comments just about diversity and inclusion um i just also think like not only can brands do better but the people like influencers can do better and creators can do better we need to all work together to make this problem go away like it's not going to just be us telling brands to do better these influencers and creators need to be held accountable as well because they are contributing to the problem if they're just going to let like these brands and these like um feature pages post their pictures and not post any people of color i feel like they have an obligation to say something or do something if they also want change they shouldn't like let that page promote them and like take their content without have like not i can't think of the word i want to use but they can't they shouldn't let their pages those pages use them and only them they shouldn't want to promote just one type of beauty standard they should want more people to be seen on the same platform as they are yeah 100% i like that keeping influencers and creators accountable too it's not just you know, brands. And at the end of the day, like we are unfortunately a small, you know, minority, you know, percentage wise. Um, and we need white allies. We need yeah. um, white people to speak up and be like, you know, this isn't okay. 
And if you are a white person listening to this and you want to know like how to support us, just speak up, you know, send a DM to Brandon and be like, you know what, like this is not okay. And that I feel, you know, this way, you not saying anything is almost like as bad as you being all crazy, being like white power. Yeah. Yeah. Silence is violence. That was one of like the biggest things I have coming out of last year was learning that like people who are silent are also complicit in like contributing to white supremacy and racism. And that is not okay. And I find it unacceptable now. And that's where I come in and speak out and call people out. I guess that's what I do. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even like mean to plan it. Never realize like, you know what, I'm going to call out this person today and ruin their day. Like the whole USA EDM family happening right now. I was just kind of drunk last night, got reminded of their page and posted a little rant about it. And now there's like 15 people DMing them and commenting on their shit. I'm like, oop, I just legit decided to fuck their day up. My bad. <laughs> That's how it goes. But it's it seems to be working sometimes. And it does make me really happy that I have that much support and that there are so many people out there who are willing to like, take those extra steps and be like yo you guys are not doing good enough we want to see more black people on your page like i'm really really grateful and thankful that like there's so many people in this community right now who are still trying to fight for it yeah there's a lot of people still trying to fight for it for sure and just yeah just speak up i like that silence is violence for sure (laughs) yep this is a question i ask all the guests What does productivity meets party mean to you? How are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done? Um, (laughs) Productivity meets party means, I mean, I just get to be living my best life and doing what I want to make me happy. And I need to work hard to be able to do that. Um, One of my biggest things about having the job that I have is that I get to pick up a lot of shifts. Like sometimes I'm working 65, 75 hours a week. Um, but we've been so short staffed lately that they've been offering bonuses. So I get extra money if I pick up a shift hey. and if I get <laughs> right and now they've increased our overtime to double overtime. So the more I work, the more money I have and the more money I have, the more I'll be able to do, go to the shows I want and like buy festival tickets that I want to go, make sure I can afford the plane tickets and do whatever, like go VIP if I want to. It's really nice having that option. Um, a couple of years ago in 2019, when I was just like starting to get into my rave fashion era, I was a bartender and I was barely making any money, any, sorry, <laughs> any money at all. And I would show up to these festivals with like $150 for the whole weekend. And for that's like for food and transportation, everything. Like I was going to these festivals like hella broke. And now that I've been working my ass off at this job, I'm finally able to afford to do whatever I want. Like to buy as many drinks as I can and to like eat out after the festival at a cool restaurant in the city that I've never been to go to Disney world. Like I did after forbidden kingdom this year, like mm-hmm. having that option to be able to do what I want is just my favorite thing about adulting right now. And like working hard to party exactly the way I want to. It's like a dream come true. That's what it means to me. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I agree. Like it's nice to, be able to not like worry about like oh my god like am I gonna am I gonna get like this uber like can I pay for a good uber am I have to get like a ride you know if there's like emergency like when we were in Arizona He's and at the range right yeah oh bruh when we were <laughs> <laughs> when we were in Arizona <laughs> that was 
Yeah. And- <laughs> oh my gosh. But when um, we were in Arizona and we almost didn't have a place to stay, it was nice to be like, I have money for a hotel room. Like, thank God, like, to, you know, for emergencies, yeah. for sure. You never know. Yeah, that was, that was an entire emergency. God damn. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous trip. <laughs> yeah, but I got to meet you. But so it wasn't too bad. Together. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we got to go to that after party. And that after party was sick. <laughs> That was good. That was that was such a cool after party. Where can everyone <laughs> find you? Drop your socials. Do you have a TikTok or just Instagram? I do not have a TikTok. I feel like I'm an adult and I don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of getting kind of not, but um, I, my I don't do TikTok because I never like really watch videos of sound. I don't really do a lot of sound mm-hmm. things. I'm always I like at work or something when I'm on my social media so I can't really have the sound on because I work with kids and they can't hear I don't watch appropriate things usually <laughs> so um my the only way you can find me is on Instagram my Instagram is candy diva k-a-n-d-i underscore d-i-v-a and that is where you'll find all my outfits and all my videos and fun stuff that I do all my rave content everything that is me that's where you'll find me yeah, and I will link everything in the show notes. I love you so much, and thank you for coming on the podcast. I love it you. A lot. So good talking to you. <laughs> thank you, Alex, for coming on the podcast. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. This was an episode that was needed, so I appreciate you taking your time and talking about this topic with me. Please give her a follow, Candy Diva. She just reached 10K. Congratulations, girl. When we were, um, when I listened back to the episode, we talked about ways that you guys can support. And I mentioned just like DM a brand, just do it. That may be a lot if that's your first step. So I want to talk about three easy ways that you can support POC. So the first thing would just be engaging with content, commenting, liking, sharing on your story, um, saving, resharing stuff, honestly, to support people of color content, something that you can do, you can share this podcast, being a POC creator, if you could share this podcast today, put it in your story, leave a review on Apple podcast. Another thing that you can do is educate yourself. So we mentioned earlier about the Tulsa massacre, please, please watch that this week there's a youtube version and the hulu i haven't watched the hulu i really need to but the youtube is literally like oh my gosh it's also really good and then the last thing you can do is shop at poc businesses either online in your hometown in your hometown there's probably a list somewhere on google but those are some three simple things that you can do is just reshare poc content educate yourself and shop at poc businesses hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as i did i will see you guys next week party fam i love you so much also i'll be at lost lands this weekend so if you see me please come up to me and give me a big hug i love you party squad i will see you same time same place see y'all